We're going to have a number of testimonies this morning. And the first one is going to be Justin. So Justin, would you come and join me? Justin, who was baptized this morning. Yeah, welcome, Justin. And he's bringing Kevin. And Kevin's been, come on up, men. And Kevin's been meeting with Justin and he's been... He's been helping Justin grow in his relationship with Jesus, been discipling him. So this is Justin. You ready to go, Justin? Not really, but we'll go. You've got to hold this yep. like an ice cream. First of all, I'd personally like to thank New Life Community for its opportunity. For me, this has been a great privilege to be standing here today. My warmest thank you to the new church family at New Life as well as all visitors for being here today to help me celebrate. From, from day one, I feel I've been warmly welcomed into new life. I immediately felt like I belonged. This has made the reconnection with God so smoothly and has made me feel so comfortable. I'd like to say that for most of my life, Jesus was present, but in, in my teens, the bond was not as great as it was in the past. I have the most wonderful parents, but from the age of 18... Society classifies you as an adult. I had many years in charge of my, of my life with catastrophic consequences. By my mid-30s, I was on a path that led to immense shame and guilt. Now, at 48, I have decided to let God be in charge of my life. Now I'm listening to follow Jesus and learning to live in freedom from the shame and guilt of my past choices. Because of Jesus... All my sins have been forgiven. My experiences at Watchmen, which is the, the men's group, hope we give it a big plug. Yep. Wayne, yep. Hey? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the Bible studies with, with Kevin, as well as the ongoing guidance and support from Wayne, they showed me that baptism was, was my next step. Hence, my decision to be baptised. A new life, a new beginning. Thank you. It's wonderful. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, great testimony. The grace of God continuing to break in on people's lives. So, okay, now we've got some other people that are going to bring some, tell us something of what's going on. So I think first up we've got uh, John and Julie Oriema. Come on up. Come on. Who's, who's speaking first? Who am I handing the microphone to? Have you guys worked this out? Okay, Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm here to testify that Jesus is our great shepherd. This year, the Holy Spirit has revealed Jesus as our perfect leader to us so profoundly. And uh, yesterday's verse spoke so strongly to John and I. It's Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the, path, the best pathways for your life, and I will advise you and watch over you. It's my turn. Um, well, I, yeah, I guess I've got to speak from my perspective as far as um, what I'm thankful for, and the biggest one is obviously arriving here about nine months ago and joining this community um, in a period of my life where I was really searching to be equipped 
and um, so under God's leadership, he, he's brought us here, and um, I can definitely say that um, the Lord is teaching me a lot of new things, and probably pulling out a lot of old things that shouldn't be there. Um, and it, yeah, I, I worked out pretty quick. It was um, just the saying "yes," the first "yes." I think of the Optus ad. There must have been a Christian in that group of creatives. <laughs> but the um, yeah, so it's it's really to encourage other people as well here. Um, that yes is so important because I think God really looks at us um, and wants us to depend on him. So we're stepping out of our comfort zone and we know that, but, but that's what God's looking for. So, um, yeah, that's what I am thankful for. We've got a few things, by the way. So as John and I sat down and we discussed a year that has passed, we realised there been many pivotal moments. Um, we obviously don't have time to go through all of them, if any, but we will say that uh, we've been left in awe. Jesus has paved the way before us to step into the challenges of situations and of mindsets and helping us build an even stronger foundation of faith in him. Um, yeah, as I stand here, it's hard to kind of, uh, I suppose, put a light on yourself, but I, I will you know, have to testify as a wife to see a massive change in my husband over the last 10 months. It's been, um, I feel like going, yes, I've got the husband I've been praying for. So it's, it's, it's marvellous. It's marvellous. And it's interesting. I did a quick clean out yesterday and I came across some photos that were taken by some friends of our wedding. And yes, we were um, married in a Catholic church, but in the background, I was walking in the foyer, I saw a statue, it's Jesus with his crown on his head. And as I stand here and I looked at, as I looked at that yesterday, it just reminded me, even in that nervousness of walking down the aisle, Jesus was still king, even then. Even then. So, um, yeah, and just on my wedding day. So it's like, and here I stand here today going, yes, our marriage is moving forward in marvellous and miraculous ways. But it's also to stand here and say, um, yeah, pivotal moments with my mum as well um, and that's coming here joining the women's Win- um, Wednesday Bible studies has been marvellous for my mum it's just yeah and that was an answer to prayer and I stand here and say God does more than we could possibly ask or imagine um, yes to John. I know it's meant to be five minutes um, we, we, we I mean I, I participated in my first sacred assembly this year uh, Julie had done, done one the year before, um, and I had no idea what to expect. I was, you know, looking at Wayne and looking at everyone, what, what am I doing? What am I expecting? And he gave a few pointers, and for me, that was probably the most, the biggest impact in my life in 46 years was actually doing the Sacred Assembly and, I guess, really engaging and committing to it. Um, and God showed me, uh, number one, the power of fasting. Um, you know, we rely so much on food. And God knows that. It's like the, the thing we think we need for life, well, we do. Um, but, but giving it up is, a, is just another example of, um, you know, just being obedient to God. And he, I, I think he treasures that when we, when we can lay aside something that's so important to us to, to focus on his will for us. 
Um, and he, yeah, he showed me a lot of things in, in, in me that sort of need to, you know, change and come out, and they're slowly changing um, as I sort of give over to God. And I'm really thankful of that. One of the biggest ones was pride, and I didn't think I was such a prideful person. My wife would say otherwise. Um, and so that, um, I, I, yeah, I felt like God was sort of saying to me, that's the thing you need to set aside so I can, you know, work with you. Because um, I'm sure there's people in here that have got more in them to give. And I feel like that. I feel like there's more. Um, so the, for me, the pride was the biggest thing to get out of the way. So I thank God for, for showing me. And he showed me in a scripture in Revelation, which uh, I didn't expect that to come out of it. But um, the fact that he was so keen, God is so keen to just speak to you uh, where you're at and um, that he cares enough for you to, to start weeding out the things that you know he doesn't want in there because he wants to take you higher, he wants to use you more, he wants to use us more. Um, so I'm very grateful of that. You got anything else to add? Yeah, and I'll finish it up with me on a personal level. Uh, I sort of revealed a major stronghold that was in my life um, and walking in truth that Jesus is my personal saviour. I've been in the faith for over four decades. We don't need to go any further than that. But my point is, you know, we know Jesus died on the cross for our sins and we accept that. But until that happens, until you are delivered from a stronghold and you realise the grace that has been upon your life all during that time, it, you, yeah, it's, it's personal it's touched me so greatly that he is my lamb that takes away my sin. And, yeah, that has been a wonderful revelation. It's uh, fair to say that the last 10 months, as much as it's been exciting and wonderful, has not been easy. We've seen some things that have not been pretty. And, um, yeah, I think you can all testify to that. I think we accept the, the mess and we accept... Um, things that might be offensive to the world, but if we get revelation of who Jesus truly is, the knowledge and understanding of who he is, it's all worth it. We'll take that mess every single time. So I think we can say Jesus is worth it. And this last no, 10 months, our love for him is way deeper. Our faith is stronger and our hearts are consumed with gratitude more than it's ever been. And Jesus, you deserve all the glory. And we cry out, Alleluia. Thank you, John and Julie. Now, I forgot something before we did that transition, which is for people who are not are new into new life, this is a, an end-of-year tradition that we have. Uh, where we set aside a Sunday towards the end of December where, and we line up some people from within New Life to share testimonies of what God's done and how he's encountered them. And that's what we're hearing this morning. And so this is the message. So if, you, if you're sitting there thinking, when's the preaching coming? Well, it's already begun. And it's going to keep going now. With uh, We've got some foxes. Simon and Chloe Fox, come on down.
You will get, I'll, we'll wait, we'll wait. A heavily pregnant woman is entitled to. <laughs> Who's going first? Me. <laughs> okay, it's all about gratitude and thanks. So I'm thankful this year for the pressure that the Lord brings to our lives. For the times and the seasons where there is wrestling, frustration, outrage and even grief and mourning. To be clear, I'm often not thankful for the pressure whilst I'm going through it. It's a difficult thing to endure, but that's the point. It forces me to be reliant on God and not on myself. It forces me to enlarge and grow my relationship and my history with the Lord. We've been through valleys before, um, various things that have happened in our lives. In 2018, we lost a son whom we named Jacob Israel Fox. He passed quite late in the womb and I had to give birth to him. We named him. We dressed him. We held him. And we buried him. And throughout all of it, we could feel the Lord's presence resting so heavy upon us. His nearness was tangible in a way that I certainly don't experience very often. It's really rare. So there, has, there, there was a lot of grace during that time over us and the choices that we made were easy. <laughs> Good choices were really easy to make. Um, and this year we've been wrestling again um, and mourning and grieving again, but this time it's, it's for life as it was and coming coming to terms with what life may be like in the future. There has been significant shifts in the earth and there is a fear on my part that the things that I held in my heart and hoped for, they might not come to pass. Instead, God's plans, Jesus' timeline, takes centre stage. And it's glorious. <laughs> but preparing myself and my family and my children, especially for a time such as this, is really, really hard. But as I said, it forces me towards him, highlighting to me my lack of control over so many things and situations in my life. Pressure pushes me towards him, to rely on him and to put more of my life in his hands. I've been reminded on a few occasions this year by a few different people that my children are not mine, they're God's. <laughs> they were created to serve his purposes and love him all the days of their lives. He has something for each of them that I can either partner with or hinder. And that responsibility is really immense. 
And to top it all off, we're first-generation Christians. <laughs> so we, we don't have others who have gone before us on this journey with the Lord in our family. In fact, a lot of the things that we do or try to instigate in our family context seems very foreign or strange to our families. And trying to explain or convince them of our reasoning can often be frustrating, futile and painful because we receive a level of rejection and at times a a mocking attitude, which I take really well. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) I take it really badly. (laughs) But it makes me so grateful for this community that we've been travelling with for over a decade now. It's such a blessing. Here we find common ground, support, and someone is always willing to pray. (laughs) Community is a gift from the Lord during times of pressure. And I can't think of any other group of people I would prefer to journey with throughout all of it. God brings pressure to wake us up to our need for him. And that's the blessing that I'm grateful for. Thank you. Uh, we, we have a lot of things to be thankful for in our family. We have a, a baby on the way very soon. <clears throat> we have uh, another bunch of babies out at various programs. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful that my wife is able to, to stay with my children throughout the day and care for them and raise them up uh, as we, we want them to be trained and raised and uh, beyond our family context, I'm thankful for the times that we live in. Um, we we are in the time of great deception, and we're not at the end of the age yet. But uh, that deception, I think, is has been exposed, uh, especially over the the past few years, um, in a number of different ways, and with. Uh, COVID and all of these things, it's very easy to look around and see how significant the deception is. And there's never been a time of more uh, resources available to us as the body of Christ to, to delve into just how deceitful uh, many of the institutions around us are, the, you know, the media especially, being one of the most influential things in my life um, up and until I became a Christian. Uh, as a teacher, you know, I teach English, and so it's, you know, it should, in theory, be about critical thinking. And while it isn't in many schools, uh, it's very easy as a teacher to find resources to show you a hundred different ways that the media will contradict themselves or that they will promote wickedness openly. And it's in your face at this point. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God provides these resources uh, in order to show people how our, our worldviews have been shaped, how they've been impacted so heavily by the things that we, we fill our time with and 
like I think, you know, a hundred years ago, it, it would have been incredibly difficult to challenge things like the, the philosophical naturalist worldview of Darwinian evolution. But these days, you can go and see a hundred ways that this doctrine of demons has been exposed as not, not in any way scientific. It fails all the basic categories of science and what constitutes science. And that's just the beginning of the things. We can see how our entertainers... Uh, most of them aren't atheists, they're religious people, they just worship a very different God. Um, and I'm thankful that God has put this on display for us to see. He's shaking the world with COVID so that we can awaken. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for these things and I'm thankful that ultimately God has has raised up this school. We've you know, been here from... Uh, before the high school, you know, as a family, we were here and, you know, I hoped for a school where we could have our children uh, raised up in the knowledge of God, being exposed to the biblical worldview regularly and just feeding on the truth of who God is. And we've seen step by step the plans come to fruition. We're seeing uh, all of these things take place and, and now we've seen our first graduating class and you know, with many more to come, and we're seeing the lives of students being transformed. God is at work here powerfully. There's many students coming to know Jesus. We're seeing people who are heart of heart towards Jesus. You know, within the space of a year, um, committing to follow Him, and we're seeing that their character and their personality transformed powerfully. And you know, this is across all the year groups. So this is a powerful witness, and I'm very thankful for that. And ultimately, I'm thankful that. God isn't going to leave things the way that they have been. We've lived in the most prosperous time in history and I think it's, it's killed us in many ways uh, as, as the church, the Western church, has to be one of the weakest churches in history. You know, I speak for myself and it's not going to be that way forever and that means that we're going to get shaken up but we are going to find that we don't need even any of the resources that God provides. We only need him, the great resource, the source of life itself and so I'm very hopeful and thankful that in the, the years and decades to come our lives are going to be upended uh, but it will be for God's glory and it will be for the strengthening of us and we will have a confidence of hope in Jesus that I don't think we've been able to in the, the years of prosperity that we've had so I'm thankful to God and I praise him for that. Amen. Thank you very much, Simon and Chloe. Chelsea, where are you? There you are. This is Chelsea Taylor. Please welcome Chelsea. So hello, everyone. Today, I'd like to share how God has tremendously blessed me this year. So to put it simply, he's given me new life and then also a church called New Life. So that was a pretty cool like, little thing that I noticed there. So in this, I'm still pursuing God and getting healing and serving, but going to work each day, cooking, cleaning, and choosing joy and choosing to be content in life is something I have found exceptionally hard. It's always been a very foreign thing to me growing up. So usually I find it much easier to be in fight or flight mode, focusing on surviving as opposed to living and enjoying life. Because in survival mode, I could be much more goal-orientated and I had a clear objective. 
But when choosing to live life, I could be socially rejected or I would have to figure things out in an uncertain situation because I just don't know how to live properly and I could risk failing and that would be embarrassing. So to live this new life with God, this means letting go of my control and my expectations of how I think things should happen. And this has been very hard for me. Earlier this year, my whole body broke out in hives when I was trying to deal with my control issues. So I feared being hurt and things not working out for me if I didn't control a situation. And after a couple of days, I realized a connection with like the hives to my fears. And then I did some self-prayer ministry and the hives were gone the next day. I was like, hallelujah, thank you, God. In a more practical sense of living well, God gave me a dog. And so this means I don't have as much free time to be lazy or get into a set of like a depression mindset. And I was very susceptible to this when I wasn't living in survival mode. And he's also given me such a beautiful city, Perth, because I'm actually from Canberra, not my sort of cup of tea. (laughs) And he's also given me some of my best friends who I lived and studied with in Sydney, and I thought I'd never get to, like, live near them again. So that was such a blessing for my heart. He's also given me an amazing church and some awesome mentors. And being a young adult that moved to Perth alone, I don't have family here to support me. It's been amazing to have these older, wiser people actually wanting to invest in me. It has made me feel so special. And it's also been so helpful when there's so much cloudiness in terms of like, okay, what do I do in this situation? My emotions are getting in the way. What's actually clear? Is God actually saying this to me or not? So I'm very thankful to you guys. Thank you. And this year has also been a time of very deep inner healing for me and learning to grow in a more intimate relationship with God. Because I had to learn that he's actually safe for me to find refuge in. Because I always viewed him as this distant, scary figure who was going to explode at me if I did the wrong thing. So this has also included finding my identity, finding security in him, and trusting that he's actually going to provide for me. And a verse from Matthew 6 I found very encouraging in this. Like the whole of Matthew 6, but verse 26 in particular. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Thank you. Good job. Thank Thank you very much, Chelsea. And uh, the Wintermans, you're up, and the Wintermans are concluding our testimonies today. So Johannes and Elisa, you're going first. Man leading off. Good to see you. I know you were waiting for that one, Wayne. So good morning, everyone. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to the others, and I think what we are about to share is just similar in, in, um, in the way God is dealing with, with people and is maturing us and growing us. And I've been thinking about what do you want to ask yourself at the end of a year? How do you review things? And um, been thinking, good questions to ask. Uh, how have I grown um, in, in love with Jesus? And um, have I matured in the knowledge of who God is as our, our Father and King and Judge and, and all these things? And, um, yeah, they're important questions to ask and to, to see if there's been growth in, in our life spiritually and, and how God has done it. And often God does it, or sometimes God does it, 
um, in, in this wonderful way where everything falls into place and we're just amazed about the blessings that God's pouring out on us and I hope many of you have experienced that. And um, then there's the more common way where there is pressure like Chloe um, talked about and there's pain and um, we have the choice to either let go because it's too hard or to cling on to God and um, trust him that he will sustain us in this time. And for us, it's mostly been this, this second thing where there's been, been, been pain and pressure and frustrations. Um, Lizzie's had health issues for, for many years. I've had incredible pressures and pains and frustrations at work and um, had um, sick parents and disappointed building plans, many, many things. And um, a lot of the time I even felt like I could, I could change this, I could get out of this, and I had to, had to ask God, what, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? And what do you, yeah, where, which path do you want me to go? And I, a lot of the time I felt, no, I want you to keep, keep going. I want you to stay in the pain because I want to grow and mature you here and I want you to, to learn how to, how to lean on, on me and um, trust me that I'll guide you through it but also to let go of control. I can't remember who, uh, I think multiple people said that this, this morning. We love to be in control. Um, and I think that was one thing that God really highlighted to me this year, that let go of, of the control and trust, trust me. And um, during the sacred assembly, the overseers were, were sharing, and one of the things I, I, I shared, and I want to read that verse again, is um, where, where Jesus says to Peter, it's, um, if you want to look it up in John twenty one eighteen, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. And I feel like I've been been challenged with that this year as I, I had opportunity to make different choices. But I allowed God to kind of dress me and show me where to go. And, and um, I, had a, I had a point this year when I, I felt that the pain was so great and the, the, the frustration um, where I said, Lord, I, I go wherever. If you send me to Iran today, I'll go. I'm off. Um, and it might sound strange to you in, in, in a place of pain, but it was, it was the realization that whatever God does is the, is the best thing. Like, um, Peter, Peter said to Jesus at some point where so many people left him, um, where else would we, would we go? You have, um, words of eternal life. And so the, it's so important for us to understand, and I'm so grateful for 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 that. That what what God has highlighted there that there's no better place, regardless how painful it is, to be with Jesus, to to follow in in His path, is the best thing we can we can do. That whatever else we might choose, it's it's not going to going to be better. It's not going to satisfy. And um, I'm thankful for for that 
for growth in understanding of that. And um, although it's been painful, I've I've grown in love for Jesus and and understanding of of who He is and His love for me and His faithfulness and His sustaining grace. I'm very thankful for that. Um, as Johannes mentioned, we've had trials that have been ongoing for a number of years, particularly with my health and some other things that have happened in the last few years. Um, but I also just want to testify to the Lord's kindness and his faithfulness. And I'm sorry, I often get very emotional around this, um, just because his kindness has been so real to me. And this year has been again. Um, and I also especially want to thank... Um, our community, our Christian community, we love you guys, um, and we're so appreciative for your for your prayers, and they have really um, upheld me many times. Um, many days there have been tears as I've sat with the Lord, once again wondering why is this so ongoing? Why does this? not change my situation not change and I've just sat with the Lord and said Lord I need to know your love again for me you know we we pray that scripture Ephesians three sixteen to 19 so often in our community and um, it's it's been something that's been hard for me to understand is God's love for me personally because of some things when I was growing up um, but I've just, through this whole season and not just this year, but previously also just had such revelation of his love over and over again. It's like the Lord just keeps going further and deeper. And um, yeah, many of those days, you know, just there's just been something the Lord has said. I've received a message from someone just with encouragement that they're praying for me that, you know, they've received this scripture or someone's had a dream <laughs> Lots of you are dreamers, um, which is really amazing. And just seeing, hearing that the Lord sees me in my pain and my struggle, um, and that He, He understands it's really hard. And even that I don't make always the best choices in that place. Um, but He's so patient with me. And, um, yeah, just those, those little things, um, make such a huge difference. Um, I spend, uh, the morning, part of the morning on Mondays in the prayer room um, and it's such a precious two hours for me um, excuse me there's lots of tears um, but I find it amazing I go in often feeling um, not every week but some weeks just feeling like really flat and like okay Lord yeah, here I am again um, and just being in the word, being in worship, that, that place being set apart for him. There's just, there's an anointing there. <laughs> I just love it. Um, and just enjoy being there. And then, um, I often ha facilitate a time of prayer for whoever's in the prayer room. And it's a very quiet set. There's probably maybe three or four of us, um, in there each week. And sometimes it's just me and one other person. Um, and we just pray for each other and, it is amazing the the strengthening that I I receive in that place, and I know it's His Holy Spirit because I just I go in there feeling totally different, <laughs> and just He just 
speaks to me and strengthens me through others' prayers and just and even me praying for others. It's like, oh wow, I could just feel this bolstering within my spirit and um yeah, I just I just am so appreciative of the prayer room and our community um and have been through this time. Um it's it's yeah, it's been really, really precious. Um he's also been working on some um, more internal healing for me. Um, it came to a point in the year where the Lord showed me that I really need to have some more prayer ministry. Um, and when I've gone into that place, I've been amazed at the things that the Lord has shown. I've just not, I've been sometimes thinking, oh, it's about this. We're going to pray about this. And I go in there and it's like, oh, wow, Lord, like, wow, I didn't even know that was there. Different strongholds, different wounds, different um, things I've held up against people and I've not even known. Like, he is amazing. <laughs> he knows us so well, better than we know ourselves. Um, and I've just been, come out just so loving Jesus, like, wow, God, you are so amazing. And so, you know, I when um, we, asked, we were asked if we wanted to give testimony, I, in my mind I was kind of like, well, we haven't really had any breakthrough as such. Like, <laughs> isn't that what you're meant to give testimony about? Um, but I just really felt like the Lord saying, you know, Lissy, this is, this is testimony of who I am in that place of struggle and, and pain and suffering and trial. And, you know, he's, he's with us in that place. Um, and, and the other sense I've had this year is, um, and I think a few others have been saying that as well, is um yes a letting go of the control but um just obeying him whatever that means and there was a specific thing he asked me to do this year and I was really scared because it was connected to my health um and I just felt him saying do you trust me with your health Lucy I know it's been hard but do you trust me and because of his kindness of I just I could only say yes to him and since that time I've really felt like him just strengthening me strengthening me in my health and showing me even more the way forward um and um yeah just continuing to give me his grace um so I'm so thankful um for who he is um for continuing to show me his love um, and and for you guys. We so appreciate you. So thank you for just your love, for um, your prayers and for your encouragement. You don't always probably know how much it means to me and to us, um, and so we're so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, worship team, do you want to come up? So, and uh, we're soon going to head out for some morning tea, but it's been so encouraging, hasn't it, to hear from all the people that have shared, from Justin, John and Julie, Simon and Chloe, Chelsea, Johannes and Elisa. Oh, I've got a little challenge for you. When you go out to morning tea this morning, go with this plan. Think of something you can share with someone over morning tea that's you're thankful to God for.
for this year. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That'll encourage us all. Like if we're all just swapping what we're thankful for over morning tea, that'll be much better than swapping cricket scores, although that's pretty encouraging at the moment for Australia. Um, but, you know, some of the other things that are going on, won't it? You know, just to encourage one another, build one another up, giving thanks to God for what, what he's done. And even like the testimonies we heard was the thankfulness of God in the middle of difficulties. The thankfulness of community. The thankfulness of people around about who pray for one another. And I just was thinking earlier this morning of the words of Jesus in John 13. This is the way that people will know you're my disciples. By the way that you love one another. And so giving thanks to God for the way that you've been able to, the way that you've been loved and the way that you've been able to love. And to grow in that and say, Lord, I want to grow in that more and more. And I've got a really strong signal that Julie wants to say something. Are you, anyone else getting that signal? testimonies um, and not having seen any of not having seen the transcripts you know what I'm saying Um, just want to thank the Lord because he's teaching us that there's something greater than having the trouble taken away there's a scripture that says you know, it says something like, when you've suffered in your body, there's no more issue with sin. <laughs> That's my paraphrase. There's no more issue. And to be overcomers in the midst of ongoing difficulties, in the midst of sudden and tragic loss, in the midst of, in the midst of, in the midst of. But to know Christ, to really know him, like he really does walk through the valley of the shadow of death with us. To know that you know that, there's no greater gift. And there's nothing that can tear, there's nothing can tear that foundation from under our feet. Amen. So let's just go on being community and supporting one another as the Lord brings us through to glory being strengthened, glory upon glory, you know, that our faces will be radiant with his goodness and his kindness, and that testimony will be strong in our midst. I know that my Redeemer lives, and he's returning. Amen. God bless you, Neil.